from Plant Lab in Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live. I'm with my BFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFF
Cool. Let's jump into the top five stories. Yes. The top five stories. So the top post of the week is uh, Greedy Pigs. It's an art series by art designed by SF. Uh, he basically took a bunch of kind of uh, popular figures in, who are like, I don't know, somewhat maligned by, by Bitcoiners and turned them into pigs. I don't know if he used... Uh, like AI or whatever, or did this kind of manually, but they look great. So I guess first one here is Bill Gates, obviously, but he says the greedy pig wants to ban roast beef, you know, in reference to Bill Gates wanting to, um, you know, end uh, beef consumption for global warming's sake. Uh, it's kind of one of his, you know, issues as a multi-billionaire. Um, we have another one. This one is Klaus Schwab. The greedy pig doesn't have, doesn't want you to have anything at all. This is in reference to like the famous quote, you will like own nothing and be happy or uh, no one is going to own anything anymore. But there's a bunch of cool ones here. Jerome Powell. He has a pretty pronounced nose there. Um, Augustine Karstens. Um, doesn't look much different, uh, but I don't think he needs to. And then uh, we have Christine Lagarde. 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 I don't. I don't that know how to even do look French. anything like her. I feel like the other ones did. Uh, that one doesn't look anything like her. It looks a little bit like her. Yeah. yeah. Class not. Uh, Queen Maxima of Netherlands. Uh, they're all pretty. They're all pretty fun and great. Uh, really cool to see um, these out here. And apparently, he's going to release some posters and stickers. Did you see the one at the bottom. The, so there's a scam bankman fraud one somebody made. Oh, cool. Yeah. Timely. That's a timely one. Here we go. That's yeah. the one. I'm going to turn that fun. into my Twitter profile pic. <laughs> It's <laughs> great job. Awesome. Who, who's the stacker? Art design by SF. Art awesome. design by SF. Yeah, I remember when they joined. We had some sense. We had like a little back and forth, um, but pretty cool. cool. A lot of stackers are like requesting other folks to be uh, in there. Uh, I think it's fun. Someone said it was cringe, like the reference to pigs or whatever. I thought it was good. I, thought, I mean, I didn't. I didn't find it cringe at all. This guy, it's, he just it's well done. It's well done, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if it were bad art or something, maybe it'd be cringe. I'd, I'd be surprised if this is AI. I, I don't think it is, but if it is, we're making a turn. This is nice artwork, but the message reference is pretty cringe. I think you have uh, a serious cringe reflex, Killian Bun. Have some fun, buddy. Um, that's about. That's about it, but really fun. Really cool to see some like original artwork. Dude, look at that. Stacker News getting um some art in there. Yeah. Dang. Pretty neat. Second top story of the week is about Binance clogging the mempool. So do you think that's really happening? Uh, I was reading the comments. People are skeptical. Uh oh, yeah. I don't think they're doing it intentionally or anything. Or maybe they timed it intentionally, but I don't think they were like, they were like, let's clog the mempool. Um, I think they were, this is something they, we've seen them do like earlier in the year, but this is kind of, this is kind of, you know, normal mempool activity over the last couple of months as you can see to the far left and to the far right here is basically when Binance started consolidating UTXOs. But if you look at the like yearly chart here. Um, you can see where they did this earlier in the year. And I remember people being like, what is Binance doing? No, 
Um, because a lot of us are like opening lightning channels or whatever. And that's kind of a bummer. You're trying to get a tra transaction through. Um, but yeah, we had some congestion in the mempool, uh, which we hadn't experienced for a while. And it's actually still ongoing. You're seeing fees uh, ramp up, people responding to... Do you think it's possible that people are closing um, they're, they're closing channels on their nodes and um, maybe this is what we're seeing? Cause I was looking at, I was looking at the, at the mem at the lightning one, the better one on, on there. It looked like there was like a, um, what do you, notes, which one? Like a drop. I think it's the beta, the one that says the lightning bolt and the beta one. Oh, beta. Yeah, beta. Yeah. So I was looking at this one and then you look at the lightning network. It's behind me. Do you see that? It's behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah. scrolling so, up. Yeah. It looked like there's a little dip. I don't there know. is a dip in the number of channels. It looks yeah. like. I wonder if that's. Yeah. A thing. Um, yeah, it looks like some people did end up closing channels. I think a lot of people ended up going and doing node maintenance that they hadn't done, oh, okay. uh, following, following, having to update their, their software. That's likely what happened. Uh, nodes per network here. Yeah. So there was a pretty steep decline in the number of nodes here as well. It's almost like a reset, but this was pre July. This is back in June. So this yeah. is not. This doesn't have anything to do with uh, L&D stuff. This more recent drop-off here is probably, it's really just a channel drop-off. So it yeah. looks like the funds got reallocated because um, it kept growing. So I suspect that it was just a little bit of maintenance. People were lo looking at their nodes and decided to reset some stuff. It's interesting how a lot of us Bitcoiners do the same thing around the same times. Uh, I, I wasn't closing channels, but I definitely have been shifting around Bitcoin and stuff. Um, to wallets and stuff. So it's, um, wonder if that's what's going on. Humans Everybody's, sync up. Yeah. We really, we really do. Like we do a lot of the stuff the same. Um, the same I don't times. Know, there was a book I read that talked to, that talked a lot about like just kind of coincidental synchronicities, but how species like sync up, you know, like, um, fireflies, they all like flash at the same time or like women who are living together. They're like cycles. <laughs> become in sync with each other and they all, it all <laughs> happens at the same time. Uh, and it's kind of, it's, you know, so it's like, it's natural. What we're do you all, know about that, Keon? We're all, I know a lot about that car. <laughs> I, I, I have a sister, I have an aunt, I have a, I have a mother. I know too much about it. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's, it seems to be kind of natural. I don't know. This, this I think is primarily... Uh, the doing of Binance consolidating UTXOs, and it looks like they might not be done yet, but it's it's definitely stopped to some extent. And at one point, the mempool was purging. Um, yeah, it was funny. This guy, uh, number eight, he goes, last time Binance said this was in June. It was the June crash. Maybe they know something big is about to hit. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, man, I don't know, man. There's just so much FUD out there. You don't really know what's real anymore other than the stuff that's come out with SBF. Um, I don't know if you've been looking at the DCG stuff. No. Yeah. It's like grayscale or whatever. Yeah. Just like Barry Silbert's stack. We want to know if it's like, if it's, if it's, there's actually Bitcoin there, you know? Oh, the just, GBTC thing. Well, not even that. It's just like some trust. of these exchanges, right? Like is, is there actually Bitcoin being held on some of these exchanges or is it just like paper Bitcoin? Um, Kayla yeah. Long has been talking about this for months. I remember her being like, dude, there's so much paper Bitcoin out there. You don't even know. And she's like, that's really messing with the price. And 
we won't know until the market gets flushed out. This was months ago, like before any of this stuff was happening. She was talking about this. Um, Proof of reserves, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin's best friend, Nick Carter, um, uh, talks talking a lot about proof of reserves right now too. Yeah. And then Bitcoin policy just wrote an article around proof of reserves. And then our friend, Sam Lasecki. Yeah. Some cool things around that too. So. Yeah. He's really leading, been leading the way there. Uh, next top story is Blockstream's AMA. Blockstream Jade specifically came on, um, which is pretty exciting. Look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had, this gave me a reason to like research Blockstream, Blockstream Jade a little bit and it's pretty cool. It's like a very affordable, uh, hardware wallet and it has a really unique kind of security model. Um, super inexpensive too. Yeah. It's $50, which is way cheaper than a lot of other ones. I think cold card is like 150. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones. Trezor, I think it's similar price point around a hundred dollars. They might have cheaper versions. And Ledger. Fun, fun fact. Are you ready for a fun fact? So if you download the, the Blockstream green, 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 yeah. If you download it on your Mac, you can actually um, turn off the radio and stuff like that. The camera with the new update. Cool. Yeah. So if you didn't want any of the extra features, you could literally turn it off with a firmware update. I almost accidentally did it <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think this, so they re, I think the reason, one of the reasons why they did the same AMA is they recently uh, turned their camera on and allowing you to really air get like air gap um, by scanning uh, QR codes uh, to sign transactions, um, yeah, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know if I can do it right now, but I was playing with that yesterday. Um, I have to connect it to Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty cool. They, uh, Kevin Rook in here asked them if they could rank the security of various connection methods and give it like listing them all out. And they said they think micro SD is probably the most secure method for transferring data between a hardware device and, um, your, you know, your computer. Uh, and then the Nexus camera, which they have. Um, and then USB, NFC and Bluetooth that that was pretty cool that they, I mean, they almost, they almost were admitting it's their, their method isn't the most secure, um, while still ranking it kind of high, but, uh, they also are like probably one of the cheapest options. Um, a lot of questions about scanning QR codes and security related to them. Like what are the, what are the security downsides to, to scanning QR codes? Um, and they say they, they do a bunch to like mitigate it by verif by verifying payloads, making sure they have a specific formatting, et cetera. Um, and you know, they think, they think the most vulnerable parts of it are likely the libraries that are kind of reading, uh, the QRs and they're trying to do as much as they can to, uh, reduce the attack surface there. Um, but a pretty cool update and they have, they have a bunch of stuff here. I went and like learned a little bit. There's like a video showing how it works with the QR code scanning now um, in this on Twitter that uh, Adam Bat came on and linked to. Um, and then I, I was prompted to actually learn about it. I guess it doesn't actually have a secure element. And it really it, doesn't? No. Oh. Yeah. So what they do is they communicate with, they have- Oh, the keys on their, yeah, yeah, yeah. On their servers. Yeah. Yeah. So they send, uh, you have like three kind of, you need like three pieces of information to 
um, unlock your jade. And uh, one is the pen. Another is a secret that's stored uh, on the jade. And then the, the secret that's stored on the jade is encrypted with a secret that's stored on a pen uh, server. And, and by default, it's Blockstream's pen servers. Mm-hmm. Um, so just from experience, like, cause I, I had this connected to like a, a, an old Samsung phone just to kind of test it out, like in its own environment. And then I sent some Bitcoin to that one. And then when I was trying to set it up on my Mac um, yesterday, um, I was able to use the same recovery keys just like you would. And then, so I don't know what that does to the Samsung phone, um, but I was able to just move it over with just the keys, like a normal Bitcoin wallet. Um, I like it, dude. It's pretty simple, man. It's just like, I just plug it in with USB-C because it takes USB-C and then it, it just worked once I moved over the keys and then I was able to send uh, Bitcoin to it. That's cool. Yeah, dude. It's something about having a nice little screen on it, man. Yeah. It's, it's color. Nice, nice screen. Cheap. $50. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get, you probably can't get to much of much of a lower price point um, than that. So really awesome to have them on for an AMA. There's That's cool. Uh, that was cool. Having a, the product team there. huh? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, Adam Back stopped by for the first time, which is oh, really? awesome. Yeah, he's at the top there Oh, where wow. he shared a Look demo video. Yeah. You should get him for an AMA. I know. That'd be cool. I agree. Uh, Kevin Rook gave him a welcome, which is pretty nice. Um, yeah. So the next top story is uh, Joe Martin Music returns to say that he shared his music on Fountain, um, looking to further do, you know, improve his value for value kind of income stream. He's he, like, the hell with it. Let's yeah. Just get this going. I don't know if you remember a couple of <laughs> yeah. weeks ago, he shared, he shared. Uh, it did well. Yeah. He shared uh, his song, that a single that he released and had a uh, BTC pay server uh, for accepting payments for it. Uh, and now he shared it on Fountain um, as a, you know, sort of as a podcast, like, uh, you know, uh, kind of in disguise uh, as a podcast, but it's actually a song and you can play it and stream him sets, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of proving that you don't need, you don't need explicit music support on, on podcasting 2.0 to use it. It might, it might benefit from additional features, but um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Pretty awesome. And I hope he got a lot of sats. We don't, we don't know how many sats he got, but uh, yeah, lots of people. Oh, Wavelake too, right? Yeah. Wavelake stopped by. Uh, I released music on Valley for Valley under the name Lightning Music Player to experiment with the same idea. Keep an eye on Wavelake. Uh, this is from Lightning Store, who is helping out uh, on Wavelake right now. And they're building basically Valley yeah. for Value music, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, are they launched yet? They are not launched. I think they're working on it, but they're, and they're getting there. It's wavelike.com. I think they, their old version is still up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sam, uh, lightning store, lightning yeah. store, man. I, I, uh, me- I messaged him today and I'm like, Hey, make me a sublime stacker news shirt. <laughs> that'd be sick yeah uh i was kind of kidding but he might actually do it so that'd be kind of cool um yeah pretty great to see more experiments like that uh the next top story i think this is the last one Ooh. um 
among. Uh, oh, I can't wait to hear what you think about this one. Among the actual top ones. Uh, so this is a uh, a release from Midnight Orange. Great name. Um, and it it's basically a tool to allow you to steal or to record pre-images and then potentially steal money uh, on the Lightning Network. Well, we're here, folks. Which is pretty neat. Um, it kind of exploits uh, uh, something that's kind of, it's probably kind of rare, but probably has still happened on the Lightning Network where uh, pre-images will get reused. Or like, for instance, if... Um, if I scan, if I, if I take an envo a lightning invoice and I print it out on a page and uh, a bunch of people attempt to pay it, uh, that will be pre-image reuse. And uh, those people who are attempting to pay that reused invoice, I, I believe, would be subject to such an attack, assuming this tool, uh, this pre-image stealer, is on the route for all those payments. So it would just need to be in the middle or... or yeah, he would just need to be in between uh, the payer and the payee, the person receiving the money. Um, and basically, because basically this, what this pre-image does, it allows you to look, unlock funds along the route. And so if you're reusing one of these um, uh, that's already been used and is known to other people, they can potentially take the funds that are locked up with this pre-image. Because normally this pre-image is not released until the, until the, until the, the payee receives the money. But since it's being reused, it's already been released and known to people. And uh, this tool basically allows you to re record them, listen, you know, and if you're, a, especially if you're a popular routing node, um, you might be able to collect a decent amount of sats uh, by using this. Although you probably, once you become known to be- Yeah, they won't doing, want to route through you, right? Doing this, people might, people might, I mean, it would hurt your reputation potentially, but I'm not sure- I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure how frequently people are actually like alerted by such things happening. Um, anyway, really, you know, the, this is like a, another in a series of tools that we're seeing where people are attempting to exploit uh, uh, things in the Lightning Network. He talks also about another attack that he wants to target with this tool uh, called a wormhole attack that allows you if you're if you're managing multiple uh, nodes on a route to basically steal the fees of in-between nodes by transferring data kind of out of band um, uh, around those nodes and basically not showing them uh, the pre-image that would allow them to uh, unlock funds. Um, yeah, so pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, uh, I th the thread here is pretty is pretty full of good, good nuggets. Uh, I think, um, our friend Tony took a, a break from the pizza oven and came by and, <laughs> and, uh, said, um, he's said he wants to add something like this to Ellen Sploy. Tony is the author of Ellen Sploy. And, uh, he says, if you get any major routing nodes or LSPs to run this in watch mode, I'd be very curious what the results are. We're not sure how like frequently pre-images get reused, but they could, they could get used quite a bit. Um, and I, like, I know one, one author, uh, came to Austin, printed out a lightning invoice on a piece of paper and, uh, yeah. And so this likely, you know, could have been exploited in that case. Um, oh, interesting. yeah, he thought he was receiving lightning payments, uh, by that printed out lightning invoice, but, 
Um, likely not. Uh, yeah. Wow. So pretty, pretty. It's just keep coming. Pretty cool. I mean, a good, this is a good hit. This is a, this is kind of white hat stuff, I think. Well, I mean, it could be used for, you know, black hat purposes, but, uh, you know, so long as it's like being released publicly like this, I consider it, you know, kind of white hat. Um, I like how you explained practices. it. You, you went through here and you go, you actually had a comment and like, you're like, can you explain to the idiots in the classroom how this works? And then you went through it and it was good that you did that. Yeah. When I first saw that, it was like immediately like, oh crap, what's going on here? Um, but it's good that you came in there and kind of explained Yeah, it. it's a very like, it's a very specific attack and it's not easy to exploit if you're using you know, uh, Umbro or something. If you're using, if you're, yeah, if you're, I mean, you're, you're likely not going to encounter, uh, repay your, your wallet software will probably not let you pay an invoice that you've already paid. In which case this would, uh, allow you that in that, in which case I would prevent this from happening. Um, this is more so if you're like a routing node and you're in between and you're in between payments, um, you can use this tool to take funds from, from people whose wallet software is making mistakes or someone who is resharing um, uh, an invoice that's already been paid. Okay. That's, that's, that's my understanding of it, but yeah, it's, it, it requires like understanding this attack requires you understanding a little bit about how the lightning protocol works. And I try to explain it uh, like, like uh, for someone who's five by uh, in a, in a comment here. And so if you're curious about how that, how this kind of works, uh, I'd go and read that, but it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So on to our personal top stories. Uh, and this is Carr's top story yeah. about wallet, about blocks, wallet, blocks, yeah. wallet. I'm surprised the story didn't get more play. I guess people hate, people don't like Austin as much as we do. <laughs> No, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I think, maybe the timing it, sh it got shared. Yeah, probably the timing, yeah. Um, but Block, as you know, is one company of many blocks. And um, they're, they've chose Austin as a place to manufacture their, their hardware wallet. Uh, it's, a, it's a company called Flex. It's based out of here in Pflugerville. So it's a little suburb outside of Austin. Um, yeah, and basically they wanted their customers to be able to, you know, to... To, 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 to like self custody, but they wanted to choose a place that was kind of, um, not susceptible to like supply chain issues or, um, other effects that Regulatory could happen. Stuff. Yeah. All they that stuff in Texas is just kind of free that way. Um, and then it also doesn't hurt that, uh, you know, that Tesla's here and they're moving over a lot of chip manufacturer plants here and a lot of stuff's getting scared out there. Um, so it just, it just made sense for them to build it in Austin. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think the biggest thing that I've been noticing just living here in Austin is like the more manufacturing that we get in Texas. Um, it's just, it's just overall net benefit for everybody who lives in Austin because we're going to have even more jobs. Like last year, Samsung invested 17 billion in a new facility as well. They're, they're doing like advanced production of like semiconductors. Um, so bullish really bullish uh on the fact that they're they've um they're gonna do it here bullish but, on austin or bullish on block just bullish on austin and I, and I think like if 
we've been talking about it here in the lab, but like, man, Cash App is looking really good right now. Like as far as a company. Remember we had we had Rook on, I don't know, I forget when it was, June or July, and we had this discussion about like who is like sitting really good right now as as a company. Uh, and I think he was the one that said Cash App. No, I think this was Max. So my recollection is this was Max Webster's AMA. And uh-huh. someone asked. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, someone someone asked Max. I think it was Kevin asked Max in the AMA uh, who is likely going to be like the biggest the biggest company in Bitcoin. And I think Max Webster said said Block is probably yeah. the biggest company okay. in Bitcoin. That's what it was. And um, yeah, and, and the more and more we look at it, it's just they're just making all the right moves right now. Yeah, so this really is Fle- this is Flex's website. I guess the manufacturer they're using. Uh, they go into that blog post like quite a bit of depth as to what, like the decisions that led them to make or the the questions that they were asking that, that led them to make this decision. Um, they've been they've been really transparent about the whole process, which is awesome. So we're getting yeah. to like see, you know, what they're their wallet design choices like and what underpins them and now we're even going to see what has allowed them to you know pick a manufacturer um and it's cool it looks like flex does a bunch of stuff they do a bunch of stuff with cars and medical stuff and they're like a big a big player um but uh yeah. Awesome. I hope, I hope we get some more, I hope we get some, some of blocks employees who are working on the hardware down to some of these meetups and yeah, like dude. learn some stuff from them. Yeah, That's what cool. I'm excited about. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Also they're hiring too. More Bitcoiners. Yeah. Get a job, <laughs> get a fucking job. You guys trying to earn money on your podcast? Just get out of your mom's basement and get a fucking job at block. Do it. Go to, go to stacker news jobs, get a fucking job. <laughs> Learn to code. The, that might learn to code. <laughs> oh man, what's your what's your top story, Kim? My top story is this one. I just uh, I just picked one out, like a random one, but I thought this was kind of fun. Yeah. Best payment method for Bisc. Uh, I've heard this before. I heard this from Wiz. The best payment method for that he likes for uh, Bisc is uh, cash by mail, which is kind of cool. Apparently, apparently you can get like specific envelopes for sending cash in the mail. Um, it won't get taken. I don't, I think it's like delivered in a special way and I, and you can like insure it or whatever. Oh, I think that's, that's my understanding. I just thought that was so cool. Cause I'd never thought about sending large quantities of cash in the mail. Um, but, uh, or small quantities if you're doing that. But I just thought, I just thought bringing attention to that was kind of cool. A lot of people talk about, uh, cash by mail or money order. Um, you know, cause you're trying to do this in a way that doesn't dox your, identity um level 99 slacker says they've been using strike uh but uh yeah overall pretty cool amazon gift card is another favorite among people because you know nearly everyone uses amazon they're basically they're like kind of this uh mega store that we can't escape and uh you know their gift card credit is basically cash at this point yeah. So that yeah. I thought that was I thought that was fun. It's good to see RoboSats and uh Bis doing the the work that it's doing, man. This is cool. Yeah, RoboSats continues to grow. I mean, they just did another release. I saw Kevin Rook shared data on RoboSats. Let me see if I can find it in here. Yeah, I, I think also too, I think the biggest thing right now is like 
Bitcoiners just need to stop using these KYC exchanges, man. Really do. Here's the exchange volume for RoboSats over the last uh, couple of months here, but it's it's going. Also, too, man, Nearly just, 20 just Bitcoin. accepting Bitcoin as payment, um, paying with stuff with Bitcoin. Um, there's been so many times where we'll go out to eat, you know, and, you know, that typical move of like, who's paying for it? I'll pay for it and just send me sats. Like that, to me, always works. You can stack a lot of Bitcoin that way. Yeah, you're uh, you're doing you're doing peer to peer Bitcoin exchange yeah. uh, over dinner, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it can easily stack like a hundred bucks a week just doing that. Yeah, yeah, and you're getting rid of the the worst money. Yep, the bad money. Uh, we're we're moving on here to supers super stat segment. Uh, super testnet, who is no longer present at Plub Lab for. Uh, an exterior period of time. He has gone to Fiji <laughs> and is Going by a getting name. his feet massaged by natives there um, and eating coconuts. He loves coconuts. I can just say whatever I want about him because he's not here to, to call me a, out he's on He's a it. winter Texan, so he's just like, he leaves during the winter and then comes back, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is his segment and uh, hopefully he's watching from... Fiji. Hopefully they have an internet connection on his, <laughs> on Epstein's Island. And, um, uh, top, top, uh, top stacker of the week was, uh, zero two four zero zero six four DA two. Uh, they shared, uh, an Ellen flip, uh, app, uh, a coin flip app that they made nice. that allows you to kind of bet on coin flips, which is pretty cool. It's where they stacked a lot of that. I, I'm the next top stacker because uh, I don't know why. I don't know where I got those ads from. Uh, Citra Mount. Uh, this is the person who created crap sats. I don't know if you saw that. It no. released. No. Oh, so it's like a marketplace for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. He did, came on and did an AMA. It's like Satisfieds, right? The same thing. It's like Satisfied, yeah. except uh, has a has a scarce the same UI as scarce city more or less because oh, nice. they're like affiliated. Okay, uh, from the same 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 creators. Uh, Blockstream for their AMA, Nerd to Ninja, CryptoCoin, BTCX, Pleb Poet stacked with uh, her essay that she oh wow Pleb or Poet? he or she shared. Um, yeah, and uh, pretty cool. We got Darth Coins back on the list. So you're gonna implement uh, verified check marks um, like Twitter? Yeah, it's gonna cost uh, five <laughs> mil- five million sats. Yeah, eight sats. There you like go. Looking at the block stream, they put underscore official. Oh, somebody. Put they probably there. use a they probably use a Twitter account. Uh-oh. Fold <laughs> fold employee down and blah blah. Top spenders. Uh, it's it's getting around that time where we we do PBS and it's a little crazy. Getting um, wild out here. I spent the most. Other people spent quite a bit as well. Um, I like nice. to see the spend. I like to see the spending list. This is my favorite. This lets me know who's who foundation. The, wow, they came on too. Who's a real Bitcoiner oh. out there? Oh yeah, that's right. They did an AMA. Yeah, they did an AMA, and they also I think whenever their articles get shared, they of course oh, up, cool. uh, send them a lot of sats. Uh, nice man. Those are the those are the top the supers the supers super stat segment. You uh, you got anything else or the I uh, got some boosts. Uh, that's really it. So Let's this this was a boost that came in for uh, last week's episode. 
for uh, DeFi Ponzinomics, episode 41. Uh, this is from Blockchain Book. He said, thank you, Stacker News family. Because of y'all, I got my fiat and corn off of BlockFi. People were still using BlockFi. I mean, this was a, this was a while ago. This is like six months ago. When this is before like BlockFi had its first scandal, and like was was uh, like had a huge revaluation and possible bankruptcy. This is before you know before even before FTX and BlockFi. I remember uh, Blockchain Boog came on and said, "I have Sats on BlockFi. Who can help me turn them into KYC free Sats? Whoever helps me the most, I'll send one million oh. Sats to you." And then 1 million sats to a charity. And that's what block, that's what, that's the origin of blockchain book uh, on Stacker News. I was oh, when I, I didn't know that. first encountered them. Yeah. Well, shout out to blockchain book for, thank you for the sats. Um, it, it sounds like if you want to know what's breaking in Bitcoin, probably should come to Stacker News first. Um, so you can get out, get out while you still can. That's right. We yeah. will, we will warn you. Uh, several people berate you and call you a shit coiner for holding your uh, stats on um, exchanges. Do you, do, how do you look at that? Just real quick. I just curious, like, do you think they're responsible? The pumps and the, like the Peter McCormick's for the BlockFi stuff. How do you look at that? Uh, it's tricky. Um, they, uh, I think, I think at this point, if they continue to advertise random exchanges and custodians and yield products, I think we can basically, we, we, we should write them off and call them out for it. I think up until this point, they have a little bit of plausible deniability, like they should have known better, but if they're like not thinking 100% clearly, then they're just going to take the money. Like the incentives, I think cloud your judgment quite a bit, but at this point, I think, um, there's no cloud of, uh, that would, uh, that should override any judgment at this point. Like these, you can't trust these, you can't trust these things anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It always gets tricky when you start uh, taking money from sponsorships, it gets really easy to, um, let your principles slide. Yeah. Yeah. You just, Oh, I'm making money. I'm making money. And it's, yeah. You're not really thinking about what Who's the long, listening? Yeah, what the long-term effects are, of this are potentially. Hopefully, you know their listeners knew better um, and didn't put their life savings on FTX or something and fund uh, an orgy in the Bahamas. <laughs> are you waiting for that video? Did it get released, dude? I am not looking at that. Come on, man! <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know when like, it's supposed to get released. I I, I'm not gonna watch. I mean, I don't that. think it's actually real. Either. Been, I literally on. have not been paying attention to any of that stuff anymore. It was it was interesting, like last week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it. if it ends in like a, like dead bodies, dude. And, and that, Whoa. yeah, like I, the, the way it's headed every week, like this is a story that's going to be continuous and people are going to follow it. Um, but at, at some point I wouldn't be surprised if, um, I mean, cause you have billions of dollars lost, uh, and there's no dead bodies that have turned up yet. Like, like in any situation like this, there's always dead bodies involved. And I'm not trying to throw that out there. I'm just saying like, just wait and see, man, this is gonna get worse before it gets better it's not doing any it's not helping bitcoin at all i do definitely think not. i do think though elon's doing a great job on twitter like he's definitely <laughs> stirring the pot i, I, I feel, feel like it's gotten better i feel like it's gotten better really yeah he does the battle on b back on today apparently he's gonna have he calls it freedom friday and every friday he's gonna <laughs> let some people back on. Who got well, that's, I th- awesome. that's what i heard i don't mind it might have been just a tweet you see how many layoffs you had 
Yeah, they have like 750 employees yeah, left or something. Did you see the, the email? But the I, I don't know how much of this is true because there's so much. No, like the, so they're posting like the goodbyes on Twitter. Like all the people that left last night or yesterday, they're posting all the replies uh, of their final statement. And uh, I feel sorry for those people that lost that and didn't lose their job. They just quit because they didn't want to. Um, they didn't want to engage in Twitter 2.0. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah, fun on. times over at Twitter. Uh, looking forward. Turns to, out, all you need to do is just create a lot of fire and uh, smoke, and then people come back um, from Nostra November. But, uh, okay, <laughs> we'll see you next time, stackers. See you, stackers. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, oh yeah, Happy Thanksgiving. Zap.